knowing who your advisors are, knowing the professionals that you work with, knowing their experience, ask them the hard questions. How many times have they lost money? How did they lose money? What investments did they uh, take upon that perhaps they, in hindsight, wish they would have thought through a little bit better? And it's impossible to know all the ins and outs, and experience is such a great teacher. I'm Kevin Attright, and I'm on a mission to help you with investing secrets, empowering you to succeed financially, changing your financial perspective, and growing your wealth in good times and in bad. And when the next crisis comes, those prepared to weather the storm will achieve great success while the world melts with fear. Investing Secrets with Kevin Attride. Today we have a very exciting guest who's become a friend, Ed Backus of Ross Diversified Insurance Services. Ed is not only an expert in insurance, having spent many years in the industry, but also in real estate and promissory notes. So I'm very excited to dialogue. Thank you and welcome to the show, Ed. Kevin, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And if there's any uh, aid I can provide in navigating the, the waters of investments, it would be my pleasure. Well, thank you for that. Ed, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your, your organization, and your experience. Sure. Uh, Ross Diversified Insurance Services is my agency. I've owned it uh, going into year 36. It's been a, a wonderful journey and a great learning curve. We've had to pivot a few times to various insurance products to uh, be in touch to markets and niches. The agency started out working with equity lenders in various states. So I uh, have gotten my education in real estate strictly from the equity side of things. You know, a good old fashioned 60% loan to value loan is a safe one. And a 95% loan to value loan might be a little bit more treacherous depending on one's uh, risk tolerance. We insure properties all over the country. We work with mortgage bankers and lenders uh, such as credit unions and community banks. When a borrower fails to provide insurance on their loan, the lender has to protect themselves so that in the event the place burns down, the lender is, is protected. As far as the single family rental market, we got very much engaged into that niche in 2014, 2013. I think we saw a cottage uh, community of investors grow before our eyes into uh, the institutionalizing of this commodity that once again was once limited to really ma and pa investors. And that's been a, an interesting ride. A lot of that, of course, was a result of the subprime collapse where we saw uh, players like Blackstone take all their foreclosures and say, we're not going to sell them at wholesale prices. What can we do with them? And the next thing you know is you have half a million rentals hitting the marketplace. And I think a lot of investors uh, copied that model and learned from it. And in the meantime, it opened up a peripheral to uh, investors to say, hey, this, this might be better than a mutual fund. 36 years later, here I am navigating real estate uh, insurance questions and insurance uh, dilemmas that present themselves and aiding investors in seeking out those solutions that best fit their portfolio. Today's episode has been made possible by our presenting sponsors, Wellings Capital, build wealth by investing in diversified, recession-resistant commercial real estate. Smead CPA, the next frontier CPA firm for strategic investors and living wealth, bank on yourself with private family financing. 
Ed, thank you. That's really helpful and just appreciate your years of experience. And, and based on your years of experience, I want to dive in, get practical for us. What tips, what secrets do you have for investors investing in today's landscape? Uh, I don't think that question's broad enough, Kevin. I, I think we need something with a with a greater peripheral than 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 that. Uh, I, I appreciate the uh, the confidence of wisdom you have in whatever uh, information I may deliver here on that scale. Uh, I would start out by saying, uh, know what you're investing in. We see a lot of uh, just got to be blunt. We see a lot of knee jerking investing from investors who who just go to a seminar and think they know it all and uh, don't do the due diligence uh, or the deep dive that I think is necessary. And as much as we appreciate the business we, we get from those investors, we do try to aid them with insurance information. We, we try to sometimes go uh, beyond our initial periphery of, of insurance and, uh, and dive deeper, for example, I own rental property, and for me, it's more about the property manager than it is about this, the house. Uh, and unfortunately, we, we gain periphery from experience. We, you know, I happen to have a degree in finance from USC that I'm very proud of. Don't mean to alienate any Buckeyes or any Bruins out there. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they did teach me a few things. But all that said, when you lose money is when you get your biggest education. And uh, I would be naive to say I never lost a dollar. I wouldn't be uh, looking at anybody straight in the eye truthfully. When we lose money, we get educated in a hurry. What mistakes did we make? Why did we make those mistakes? Why did it look so good and now is so bad? And how much of a bath am I going to take? How, how do I get out of this thing? So the biggest tip I can give to anyone entering in or already in the real estate arena is have a good idea of what you're doing, get information, but don't just ask the rosy questions. Ask why people lost money. How did they lose money? What was the biggest mistakes they made? Not what was their biggest victory was. Ed, that's really helpful. Keep going. Any other practical tips outside of insurance? I want to jump into that in a little bit. Outside of insurance, again, real estate is broad, right? Uh, just like insurance. When people ask me, Ed, this is great. You insure mortgages that don't have insurance on them, Ed. You insure rental property, Ed. You insure foreclosures. Uh, can you handle my auto? Can you handle my uh, my homeowners? Uh, I need some life insurance. Geez, we own a liquor store. Can we get some of that too? And the response I give, and I hope a lot of agents give the response is, insurance is like a, like a Costco, if you will. There are so many different aisles and so many different shelves to pretend to be good on every single aisle and every shelf is uh, an amazing undertaking and I applaud any competitors that are capable of doing that. For us at Ross, we know our aisle, we know our shelf, we know our position on that shelf and we know it inside out and we know it very well. Um, we read policies, we read exclusions, we read lost settlement clauses. We advise based on the experience of 35 years of claims of where the gotchas are. So. Real estate, carrying that analogy over, 
you have mobile home parks, you have uh, storage, uh, you know, monthly storage facilities, you have commercial real estate, you have condos, you have apartments, you have single family rentals, you have a mindset of Airbnb, you have a mindset of long term uh, stream of capital, you have uh, exit strategies based on depreciation curves. Uh, you have opportunity zones. It is just uh, so vast, which I love. It, it's it's interesting. It's uh, as they say, never a boring moment. But at the same time, to know each and every one of those, know your experts, know your advisors uh, more so than the product. the The product is wonderful, but you can't navigate all the what ifs. You need someone who's been there, done that before. And whatever niche you happen to go into, even if you're a fix and flipper, you know, the, the weekend fix and flipper that watches the TV show and says, oh, I can do this, uh, scares me to death uh, as an investor. And that doesn't mean these aren't great people. I, I want to really make sure I make a distinction there. Uh, everyone's got to have that first one before they can have the second one or the fifth one or the 25th one. But there's a lot of education that takes place on those first five. I think that knowing who your advisors are, knowing the professionals that you work with, knowing their experience, ask them the hard questions. How many times have they lost money? How did they lose money? What investments did they uh, take upon that perhaps they, in hindsight, wish they would have thought through a little bit better? And it's impossible to know all the ins and outs. And experience is such a great teacher. Know who you're doing business with. That's really helpful, Ed. Uh, I want you to get practical around insurance. What do people need to think about, whether it's products, um, different investment types, and the insurance that goes along with them? Well, let's start out with, with the basics. If we're talking about a single-family rental, and we'll get into perhaps some note investing in a little bit, but let's start out with a single-family rental. I have a... a a fixed flipper slash property manager that I do a lot of business with in Memphis. And we do business with this type of profile all over the country. So it, so it applies beyond that. But Memphis, as we know, was such a hotbed for so long and continues to be. The insurance requirements for a fix and flipper to start on the conveyor belt are going to be different than the end product investor who buys this as a long-term investment. For example, a fix and flipper wants usually and is required to have some sort of a builder's risk endorsement. So what is a builder's risk endorsement? If I'm building a house, and I'm not talking about ground up construction, but I'm simply doing cosmetic uh, fix and flip, I may be replacing all the windows on the property. If I do that and all the windows are delivered on Tuesday and I don't have them planned to be installed until the following week, I have a risk of those windows just laying on the property. I also have a vacant structure. So it's important that the insurance company that I use knows the property is vacant and at the same time knows construction materials are going to be delivered to that property. And then as a consumer of a builder's risk uh, short-term policy, it's important that I know what's covered and what my deductibles are. So, for example, I may be, as a builder, I may be very comfortable with a $10,000 deductible. And as far as the disclosure that the property is vacant, that's probably the biggest takeaway. Um, To be blunt, I've seen agent relationships with fix and flippers 
that say by the time the insurance company does the drive-by, the white picket fence will already be up. There won't be construction pickup trucks all over the place. There won't be hammer and nails. And you could even put a mannequin in the window. So we're just going to tell them it's occupied. You get a great rate. And uh, the, the property looks good. And I can quote you at a very low premium. Uh, the reality is, is if the insurance, if there's a claim, and the insurance company can obviously tell the place has been vacant and it's been under a, a fix and flip situation, whether it be strictly cosmetic, or if in fact it's uh, something more involved, they have every right via the terminology in the policy to decline the claim. The policy was not represented as it should have been, and as a consequence, they're going to use that to deny any claim, and that can include a fire. So if you're the lender and you lent on that property at 80% or 100% on after repaired value, the fix and flipper walks and now you're trying to figure out your situation. So as an investor lender, you have to know what that insurance represents and why it's important that you have certain requirements and not to accept a traditional homeowner's landlord type of policy on a fix and flip situation. Again, the big disclosure there in that situation is that the property is vacant and under some sort of form of construction. So that would be the first segue. Second segue is now that property is ready to be sold to an investor and that investor needs insurance, especially if they're financing the loan. The lender wants to see replacement cost. The lender wants to see uh, six or 12 months loss of rents, also known as business interruption insurance. The lender wants to see um, liability insurance, and we'll take a deeper dive into liability in, in just a moment since investors who have wherewithal are normally the ones buying these properties. And as a consequence, they don't need all of their net worth taken away because of a bad situation that's not covered, or I should say an unfortunate situation that's not covered. So now the property is ready for a uh, investor to buy and a renter to move into. The coverage changes dramatically. It's now what we call a landlord insurance policy. Uh, the forms sometimes used in the insurance world are a DP3. There's also commercial forms. That's just the, the brand the insurance carrier uses to identify the coverages that are going to be contained in that policy. But regardless of the form of insurance, it has to have the basics at the risk of redundancy, replacement cost, loss of rents, and usually a million dollars of liability with what they call a two million aggregate. Aggregate meaning the most that can occur in any one year. So $2 million is what an insurance company would say, hey, if we paid out $2 million in insurance in any one year on any one property, we're done. You've used up that piece of the insurance and lenders are comfortable with that. So on the replacement cost, I'm going to go slow right now because this is a, contentious is the wrong word. This is a very sensitive issue right now in this industry. Why is replacement cost important? Let me dive into what that means. Insurance, big, big puzzle piece. You have actual cash value and you have replacement cost. Actual cash value is cheaper for a reason because it contains a deductible component of depreciation. So major difference, replacement cost means there is no deduction for depreciation. So now when I give Kevin that check, he smiles at me and he says, Ed, thank you for not even suggesting an actual cash value policy. 
I appreciate that, and I'm very happy with my claim proceeds. Even though my premium made the return on my property maybe a few decimal points less uh, than I was planning on. Ed, will you dive a little bit deeper into liability coverage? Know your liability coverage. If I own a rental property, which I do, and I own more than one, my biggest risk factor is, uh, and again, remember I come from a California mindset, even though my home is in Arizona, is there are a lot of sue-friendly, litigation-friendly towards the tenant states. And I'm not saying that with judgment. That's not where I'm coming from. But in those states, litigation can have a major impact against your net worth because all of a sudden a million-dollar judgment uh, can be eaten up very quickly. Um, A neighbor comes over to play with the tenant's friend, and the neighbor's uh, child is eight years old and is riding a bicycle and hits a crack on the driveway falls over and uh, unfortunately, let's say, has a major uh, concussion uh, that leaves them in a state of mind that they will never be able to get back to their original uh, being. In that context, there is a good likelihood that family is gonna come after you for everything you have. So you wanna be able to protect yourself from that situation from occurring. I'm not recommending blankets. I'm not recommending increasing your coverage. I'm not recommending anything. I'm just trying to create awareness that when you own rental property, your business bigger risk than a particular house burning down can be the liability component. So know your comfort level on what makes sense to you. Know the state that you're buying your properties in. Are they tenant friendly in those situations? Are they landlord friendly? And make your decisions accordingly. And um, again, I'm just saying that to create awareness. I'm not saying knee-jerk, go out and buy a $10 million blanket policy. I'm not trying to upsell anybody. I'm just simply trying to say, be aware of that risk. And that's why you have attorneys that say own this property in an LLC and own every property or own three properties or for every five properties have an LLC. Whatever the philosophy is, be aware of that liability insurance component. Knowing that we're not talking about personalized guidance, personalized advice, but we're talking education from an educational perspective, uh, help me understand what are you suggesting to your friends or family? What guidance are you giving them in today's economic climate? My advice to them is find the experts that are the operators in that space. Know why they walk away from wonderful opportunities that look like turnkey operations and why they buy storage units in other places for what other reasons and know what those reasons are. If it was so easy, the old adage, everybody would be doing it. That's that's the one piece of advice that I give and that can apply to mobile home parks, that can apply to apartment buildings, that can apply to any any investment opportunity. It really doesn't even have to be real estate tied to. Know the people that operate in that space and learn from the people that operate in that space because it's the In times of turmoil, guidance from successful investors and the wealthy is critical for your success. Subscribe to our premium content to ensure you are well equipped for the growing crisis. How do people get a hold of you? 1-800-210-7677 is the easiest. Also our website, rossdiv.com, and we welcome any form of contact. Before you go, there are more secret investing tips coming that are quite powerful to help you build your wealth. 
Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything from our seasoned experts. If you want a VIP introduction to our experts, click on the link below. In addition, make sure you listen to our past episodes so that you don't miss out on a single secret. If you're ready, it's time for you to experience financial freedom. The information contained in this episode are opinions not to be used as individual guidance. As always, consult your own financial team for your investment decisions.